Welcome back to Life as Girls, a podcast for girls by girls. I'm Aubrey and I'm your host. In today's episode, we're talking about something that I think most girls my age have experienced, and that's gender bias, specifically systemic sexism. And this is a topic that I haven't actually thought a lot about on my own, but my guest today, Sim, calls this one of her soapbox issues. Um, And once Sim and I started talking about this, I recognized a lot of examples of systemic sexism in my own life. Sim is a high school student, she's a leader, she's a thoughtful person, and someone who focuses on being balanced and fair, which I really love. Sim, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So I think what would be a really fun place to start, or I guess an interesting place to start, would be what we would define as systemic sexism. So what does systemic sexism mean to you, or how would you define it? So obviously systemic is the way things are. Saying boys will be boys because that's just how they are. Saying, you know, women belong in the kitchen, stuff like that are more extreme examples to just get the base layer down there but it can be seen from everything is like most of your teachers are women because that's more of a nurturing role and only women can nurture and then how a lot of men are in the powerful leader positions because that's a man's job systemic is the main word there is because it it is systemic it's the way things are and there's it sucks but you know, we do our part to try and fight it. And I think we're making decent progress at least. Yeah. And to go off of that, like systemic, I think it's like talking about kind of this historical, like priority of men, because like early times back in the olden days, like long years Definitely, ago, yeah. it was, you know, just men first, men got to vote before women and just this priority of man over woman. And I think that kind of leads its way into the into today, even though, I mean, we've, we've grown as a society so much since then. And yet we're still like in these like same old, same old routines that I think we're way too old to be doing. Also, this is a topic, systemic sexism that's on our mind right now because of the Barbie movie. And we were kind of talking about this in the pre-interview. You told me that you love movies and that like Barbie really stood out to you. So tell me a little bit about why it stood out to you. I don't like telling people that my favorite movie was the Barbie movie because it is about yeah. a doll. And I feel like that has a very superficial like feeling to it when in itself, the Barbie movie is to be anything but that. But mm-hmm. it's another example of systemic sexism. Whenever someone makes a movie about a woman, it doesn't, it can't have meaning. There have been so many movies about so many women leaders, but Oppenheimer broke the charts. I don't think the Barbie movie is against women or against men. I think it's for everyone. It's just showing that this is life and this is what it's like to be a girl. Exactly. I don't think people recognize it. People come in and say, oh, well, they don't talk about men's issues. Well, it's not the Ken movie. If it was the Ken movie, we would talk about men's issues. But that's not what we're highlighting in this movie. And I, we, you could argue anything for that. Like Oppenheimer didn't talk about women because it's about Oppenheimer. Yes, so true. And like part of the Barbie movie, um, some of my favorite parts, I don't really think it had anything to do with specifically putting women first. It was a lot of um, just kind of like reminders of our childhood of like something girls can relate to. And I think it, it just made it very fun and very real for us. And the idea that like in that movie, 
women were very just like accepting of the Kens in Barbie land. And it wasn't about putting the Kens down. Um, and it was just about like the Barbie supporting everybody. Um, and that's kind of how I think we can relate it to real life is that like to change systemic sexism, it's not about putting men down. It's about putting everybody um, first, which is what you were talking to me about earlier. So definitely. Because yeah. it, the whole, the entire last 30 minutes of the movie is just, you know what? It maybe shouldn't, it should not, it should not be women above men. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that said almost verbatim. I think she says verbatim. Okay. Not every night has to be girls night. I feel like people ignore that part. They take what they want from it and then leave the rest when I'm pretty sure that's the exact opposite of what Greta Gerwig, the director, thought yeah. she wanted yeah. to accomplish. Yes. But I have made every single guy in my life watch it, and I will continue to do so. Yes. Oh, that's so perfect. Especially because another thing we were talking about is that um, on TikTok, I've seen like these pages of people on IMDb. They're rating the Barbie movie, and they're giving it like one or two stars and then you can click on like their profile and their favorite movie is the godfather which obviously is well i've actually not watched it to be fully honest but i've heard um that there's like the themes of power and masculinity and so i think that's it's very interesting how you're willing to like people are willing to put down the barbie movie while also like to keep this idea of like alpha male energy and it's just outdated for lack of a better word it's definitely again systemic it sucks but that's that's the reason you don't see many female actors over the age of 40 acting while male actors act well into their 60s yes and they'll get like publicity all the way until then too and they'll be like the greatest of all time yeah and then back to the tiktok with all these people saying, oh, Barbie movie's so bad, this and that. Mm-hmm. They'll say Margot Robbie was better as, um, oh my gosh, who did she play? Harley Quinn. Oh, yes. When yeah. versus Barbie was an independent woman, not in a relationship, who made her own money, spoke up for what she cared about, but Harley Quinn was a mentally ill woman in an abusive relationship with a dominant male. And I think that really just goes to show how like systemic, again, systemic it is, is that people like things that they can control because life is so unpredictable and society has just said you can control women. And so it keeps happening and it keeps showing up in these lives of like the people that we see on the screen, but also in our own lives in like, I think with that, I would want to know like what are some experiences that you've had with systemic sexism that you would want to like share here oh lord okay let's let's feel like i have to pick one that's Um, there's just like the classics of let's get a big strong man to help me lift up the chairs from like way back in third grade oh yeah up to now up to now where it's like even my teachers will call on guys if they have their hands up instead of me um, I actually had a teacher a few days ago. I had my hand up. Football guy in the back did not. Guess who they called on? Football guy. Ugh. And he just asked if he could go to the bathroom. He didn't even go to answer the question? Are you kidding me? Oh, we were talking about the Barbie movie, too. Actually, funny enough, it was my <laughs> AP Lane class. 
Well, I will say that's good that you're talking about Barbie in English class. I like that. My Barbie's amazing. Yeah. My sister is taking Women, Words, and Wisdom, and Barbie kind of is kind of like an example that they use a lot in that class. It's a movie that they like refer back to a lot. And I know that there, she was telling me there's like two guys in that class, but how great would it be if you're putting it in a class with more guys, like English class, like your experience, or you're trying to like get more guys to kind of hear about these topics of like women, because I think it would be really useful. I mean, we've kind of, as women, I think we hear it a lot more than men do, but if they heard it just once, like think of how great of a difference that could make yeah it was it was amazing when my teacher was like we're gonna analyze the barbie monologue like and i was like yeah oh i was like oh my gosh like i could talk about this for hours and the guys there are very few guys that could comment on it at all even from just like an english analytical perspective from like purely academic no like personal emotional standpoint at all they just didn't know what to say and the ones that did were very respectful about it even then they were like one person said verbatim um i just want to say i am sorry for women well he didn't say it like that he was like i feel well he didn't say i feel bad for women but he was like women i apologize and my teacher goes okay but apologizing does nothing go out and vote and i was very like true. yes <laughs> like that is a good apologizing answer won't do anything it might make it better for a one-on-one person but you can't fix however many years of systemic sexism with one apology very very true and just an apology doesn't even begin to kind of cover like the history history of of what's been happening i think like even this like that person that you were talking about that guy that you were talking about like i don't know if he did anything to like kind of feed into sexism, but even like, let's say he didn't, like, why is he apologizing? It's like kind of like a group act that we should all be focused on, not just one individual person being sorry, but kind of like, instead of being sorry, how can we kind of change things? Yeah. And I don't think you can be sorry for something that you didn't do however many years ago. Only take credit for what you can do in the future. Very. That's what matters. I think that's very well said. Yes. Well, I have to say, I'm sorry that was your experience. We were talking in the pre-interview. I was like remembering kind of an experience that happened to me in middle school. And I was like thinking about it more since then. Now that I like have time to think about it, it was, it was in middle school and we were in PE class. um, And then it was sixth grade. And so it was like, we we're just doing it for a credit because we had to do it for middle school. Um, and of it was like mixed, you know, guy, girl class. Um, and we were playing basketball and it was just like a, like a scrimmage, but it was like a practice just, you know, doing it to do it during the class period. And only guys were playing. Like it was only guys and our coach was a guy. Um, and so like the girls in the class were just sitting on the sidelines of the court, just kind of doing nothing. And the girls were all, we were like, well, you know, why don't we get to go in? Why don't we get to play? And our coach was, I think he just said like, it was something along the lines of boys are just faster than girls or like, they're just, they have better endurance. And it's just crazy to me that he was just so like ignorant about it. 
it's he isn't wrong obviously people are built different men have bigger lungs they have better lung capacity so yeah they can run longer they might be able to shoot a ball a little bit further but that doesn't mean you should exclude women from having fun and enjoying their PE class. Right. Like, and especially in a class where this isn't, you know, a formal game or not on the, you know, yeah. basketball team for the school. It was, it was just a PE class. And I think it, if you're starting to like be exclusive in a PE class, that's for everybody for a credit. No one's trying to go do one. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so it's just like, I think then I didn't, really think to feel anything about it at first I was just like oh I don't get to go in and uh, there's kind of like a normal amount of just like disappointment with that and I went home and I told my mom and it like to me again it was just kind of like like whatever I guess and then I told my mom about it and she was furious and like I she was so mad and she immediately wrote an email to the coach and to her assistant principal of the middle school I mean like this is not fair why like we need to not let this happen. Um, and I think like that was the moment I was like, wow, this is actually a big deal. And this is actually like, this matters. And so in hindsight, very glad that she spoke up and said something. Cause I don't think I would have had a reaction until I realized like how unokay it was for her. And, you know, she wasn't there, but it, it was just like really set something off in me. I was like, Oh, I should be caring about this. Like denying us now is just, it was so like wrong to do. And I, I mean, I yeah. can definitely feel that way now, but I, I'm glad I'm like starting to think about that way younger. So you know how you're supposed to be treated and such. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. looking back, you're always like, was that real? Like, how did right. I just let that happen? I know. And I mean, talk about like regrets, like, oh, I should have done so-and-so differently. But this is like one of those, I'm like, I cannot believe I didn't like, I wasn't the person to be like, hey, why aren't we getting, why aren't we getting to play? I was just with my friend and she's on the dance team and like the dance team makes, um, cards and like, uh, cheerleaders also, they make cards for football players and it's, you know, it's not, you know, super expensive or anything, but they spend a lot of time on it. Um, and it's just like glitter and pen and like, they make it look amazing and they just give them out. Um, and it's, you know, a requirement, but they still put a lot of effort, effort into it. And, it's just crazy to me that they can go through all this time, especially it being a requirement, something they are forced to do, but they'll put in time into it anyway to make it look, you know, pretty. Yeah. When you said it was required, I was like, like, right? I, I, I can't, I, that being a requirement for a class is just so wild to me. Like, I, I you, know I, I was, it's not an arts and crafts class. It's, it's a dance class to mm. dance, right? Yes, exactly. And okay, this is just so they like, spend their time in class dancing, maybe. Yes. And then it's just this little, oh, by the way, we're doing this. You have to do this. Go do this. We're going to take away from the sport that you have dedicated virtually your whole high school life to. Because I know, shout out to all the dancers in high school. I know that takes a lot of time. I mean, that's yeah. like a double blocked class. You're there after schools and weekends. And you're taking time to make cards for football players that don't make cards back for you. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I can't speak for everyone on the team, but I mean, my friend, she's like very committed to this dance team. And I just know that like it takes up so much of her day and she's going and she's doing homework. And so she was spending her lunch period 
making this card. And it was just like, you're giving up this 45 minute block of your day. Um, so I was saying all this, I think a lot of, you know, people think we might be sharing this because maybe we're anti-boy or we're anti-man. But I think at least for you and I, we know that's, you know, not really true. So I want you to like talk about why you feel that's, you know, untrue for you. So I know for me personally, I'm not anti-anyone. I mean, unless you're just flat out a bad person, doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, what have you. I I don't care. If we vibe, we vibe. That's right. how it works. I don't, I think saying anti-men is a rebuttal against systemic sexism because systemically it has not been anti-men, at least in the Western European culture. I know in some other Asian cultures, it's pretty equal sometimes. But I know here, at least, it's it's very hard for me to believe that people are anti-men. And I know there's like, obviously, there's radicals of both sides. There are the men that are going to be like, no, I hate women, go back to the kitchen. And then there's the women that are like, I hate all men, like, all men suck. But I don't think either of that's true. If a guy wants to be in the kitchen, let him be in the kitchen. Yeah. If you think all men suck, then you think all men suck. I might not agree with that, but it's your stance. And not everyone, not every single one person is going to suck. Not right. every man out there is going to be a bad person. Exactly. It's just, yeah. it's one of those generalized things where when people say like feminist, people are like, oh, nope. Lip nope. sealed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one thing that like just talking with you for a pre-interview and now is just how great I think that perspective is to have and how I wish like, I think you have an amazing perspective and I wish that everyone could kind of adapt that kind of perspective that it's, it's not putting any one group, one gender ahead of the other. It's like the importance of, of thinking about everyone and thinking about how, you know, men first has been historically like our experience, but had the rules been reversed, um, we'd still be having the same problems. And you're the one who brought that up to me and it still sticks with me because of just how true I think it is. And the way that you're like very able to see both opinions and not like make these single-sided judgments that kind of put down men or, you know, that kind of thing. So I love your perspective there. I hope everyone can adapt that kind of perspective. I think the the solution for like systemically and historically it being men first should not be women first. Yes. Yeah. Changing one, I'm going to use a word over here that's very, very like generalized, but one dictator for another, It people are people. A woman is going to have different perspectives than a man, but mm-hmm. she's also going to make mistakes that a man wouldn't make because he has a different view on the world. Right. That's why I think, obviously, yes, a woman president would be amazing. Do I want the next 100 presidents to be female? No. I want there to be a fair balance in who's deciding what happens for everyone. If it was a country of just women, yes, absolutely. Women in charge, because I think women all have about general same ideas. But if you have a man in charge picking something for someone else, it's just one of those things where the solution for one thing shouldn't be the radical opposite. Yes, definitely. I love what you said there about like, we shouldn't have the next 100 be female. It's not about like, 
you know, like making everything even. Well, you know, our first 100 and whatever presidents have been male. So let's like flip it around. We got to make the change now in like even the score. Um, you know, like we're yet to have one, but like, let's just have the next 100 and whatever, you know. Um, but it's about like finding someone that can represent the views of men and women and um, everybody, just everybody, so that we can like be making these changes together and kind of like recognizing problems and trying to fix them. Definitely. And I also, you've described like systemic sexism as one of your soapbox issues, but I'm curious, like, do you consider yourself a feminist? I don't use labels for myself. Ever since like kindergarten, when they were like, write words that describe you, I would always just put my name. I don't think, at least for me, at least I have a very personality personality where it's like, you, you, you'll know it's me because of <laughs> yeah. what I say. But I don't think there's one label that can be, this is me. Like, I would say I'm outgoing, but I also would love to take a fat nap half the time. I am a feminist in the sense that I be- definitely believe systemically women have been discriminated against. Like, that's not something I hope anyone argues. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to argue that women should be in charge for the next however many years or that it should be women first and then men it shouldn't be anyone and then it should be everyone and everyone perceives everything differently you can say you're a feminist to one person and they'll be like oh like that's amazing like let's go talk about it some more and then you can say you're a feminist to another person and they'll immediately you just split second jump to that radicalized women on tiktok who no hate to them they have their opinions i respect their opinions they right yeah they they come from their own place but they're like men belong further down than women but i am not like oh yes men are better than women and i'm also not like women are better than men i'm like it should be everyone i mean going off of that like yes feminism is going to like that means different things depending on who you ask. And some people see that as like women, women, women. And some people just see that as if you care about women being, you know, like in charge or you care about just women, like being a part of society and having a role in society, then that's enough to like be considered a feminist. So yes, I definitely like agree with you. And and before we'd really had like this discussion, I didn't even know kind of where I place myself on that. And now I'm like, definitely, I totally agree with you that it is like a heavy label. And so it, it doesn't really feel right to like kind of conform one way or another. But I'm definitely like learning more about like equality and like learning about more things and like becoming more interested in it. And so I think like that's kind of the whole purpose in some ways is just to like be learning more about how we can make change. And so I think like as we encounter sexism, um, most girls feel like they have the right to stand up for themselves, or I hope they feel like they have the right to stand up for themselves. But what advice do you have for someone who's experiencing sexism or witnessing sexism? And like, should we call it out? Trust your gut is what I'm going to say. And there's never going to be an end all be all answer. If someone's like, no, you can't do this because you're a girl. Trust yourself that if they seem like they might swing at you, if you say, well, actually, because I'm a girl, I can still do it, then don't do not do that. Your safety calls first, mm-hmm. first and foremost. 
because you know you you can't help anyone if you've got a black eye that's no good for anyone keep yourself first read the situation and trust your gut your gut is in in those like spur of the moment decisions trust your gut if you feel like someone is willing to listen then definitely go for it i mean nothing you, you don't you don't lose anything from trying right absolutely when you're having conversations with people about like maybe something that you witness as being sexist and you're trying to address it and like you just cannot get that person to agree with you i like definitely agree like sometimes there's not changing people's opinions and it's just like they're so destined to be one right answer and i think I definitely agree with that. Just like you're doing the best you can and you already know what your own opinion is. And that's a very like strong thing to know yourself where you stand that you're not going to be kind of like deferred based on what other people say to you. Yeah, because even if they don't listen or even if they don't like take your ideas to heart and start advocating for women, you at least got your opinion out there. Someone heard your stance. I mean, they they may not take it to the grave they may not remember it for the rest of their lives but they're gonna be like oh okay cool a different perspective and again everyone's different some people are gonna be like oh wait maybe i should look into this and some people aren't but that's okay because even if it's a one in a hundred chance that still means you're helping one out of a hundred people right and i do think like people can get i mean women can get like scared to kind of be that person to like make their opinion especially if they're not sure if other people are going to agree with them and unfortunately I think it's like these kinds of issues that we've been talking about like just so far in this podcast that can like kind of reinforce negative self-talk so like what are some things that you think girls can do for themselves or maybe like push themselves forward and kind of claim more of just like a role as being someone that can speak up and like make that difference. Honestly, more than anything, I something that has helped me at least is I always hear like older women saying, oh, I wish I had like that female role model. Mm-hmm. Even myself, I say, saying I wish I had like a woman in a position of power to show me that I can be a woman in a position of power. Be that woman. You you might not be that woman for yourself, but you're going to be that person for the next generation. If someone out there someday is going to say, yes, I remember her. She told me that I can talk about what I wanted to talk about. I can raise awareness that, you know, this kind of sucks. Maybe we should do something about this. I'm sort of think that you're probably that person for me. If that's fair to say, because before this conversation. Yes, of course. I think before this conversation, I I mean, I think my mom is obviously a role model for me. And I think that she stands up, stands out to me as someone who would like stand up for herself. And she definitely inspired me to do that. But I don't think I've ever had like this kind of conversation where I felt like so comfortable about like starting to like when I notice things, you can say something about it, but, you know, definitely in a position where you feel safe. Um, so definitely like this conversation has been so like valuable for me and like learning about yes, systemic sexism is real and it sucks. And the, you know, solution is, it's just not easy because we can advocate for ourselves, but it, you know, like the change is not really going to happen just like immediately. And we're going to have to continue to like, kind of speak up and do what we can until 
you know, we can like convince more people that this is a problem that needs to be solved. I hope that everyone has the same perspective you have because it's like definitely changed my opinion on so many things. Aw, thank you. Yeah, of course. If you want something to change and you don't see it changing, go do it yourself. That's amazing. I think that's great, like final parting wisdom. Um, yeah. So, yeah, with that, that's kind of everything. Sim, thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, bye. It was nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you too. If you enjoyed this episode of Life as Girls, be sure to write a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And a big thank you to our sponsor, the Girl Scouts of Central Texas. You can learn more about them at www.gsctx.org. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like for us to talk about, email us at communications at gsctx.org. See you next time.